you know, <laughs> I had recorded an episode, like, around May 9th, around the beginning of May, and I had to take a look at it and say, is this really what I want to put out? Is this really what I'm trying to talk about, you know? And I was like, duh, and I was like, no, no, that's not it. This ain't it. This ain't the topic, bruh. Don't go for it. Don't be, don't be that, 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 the, don't be the same, basically. And I was like, you know what, yeah, all right. So I want to just talk about what, you know, I felt is right now. About what now is the right things to talk about, right? So, around, maybe last month, or this month, Sekiro was, uh, Panned for being hard? I don't really see the discussion that is happening. Why the difficulty discussion? I feel like it's it's it should be um, common knowledge that their games aren't the easiest things to to like get through. Which is partly why I've kind of stuck a- away from it, but at the same time, it's like I need to try it because it does look interesting at least, you know. And I heard there's cutscenes, so there's actually a story, and not like fucking Dark Souls or whatever. I mean, there's a story in the lore, but bro, I ain't doing that all that. But, you know, it's one of those games I want to try, and it's, it doesn't deter me that it's too hard. I now understand the get good culture, because it's like, well, if you really wanted to, you'd invest the time. And if you say, well, you don't have the time to invest, and it's like, well, you make it. Um, you make the time to do what you want to do, you know? What you want to do is get better. You put the time in. There's always a way. I love that saying because it's sure there's always a way. And, you know, for those of you who still want an easy mode in Sekiro, that would take away the identity of that game. That would take away the artist's vision, and I don't really fuck with that. So I say keep it as is. Maybe they'll make the DLC easier, but don't give me a fucking easy mode. I want to try this how pros try it. And at the end of April, you know, April 23rd, Mortal Kombat was released. I've had now about a month with the game. And I wanted, I did want to wait for this, but I don't know. Like, my own, my own released one had this section in it, but it was also like, I don't, I don't think it's correct just yet. So... Let's talk about Mortal Kombat, finally, I've been holding it in for so long. Allowance. <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat. I'm gonna try not to be a fanboy dick rider. So, the story mode. Ah, uh, Netherrealm just, you know, knocks it out the park. He, he, Netherrealm isn't a he, it's a studio. Netherrealm Studios just does a great job when it comes to story. MKX. MK9 and Justice 1 and 2, they really set the groundwork for what MK11 is. And with that being said, with all the positivity out of the great, great scenes, great graphics, great color, great moments, with all of those being taken out of it, because I'm not going to spoil anything, I want to talk about certain things that threw me off and, and that something that felt unnecessary in Mortal Kombat. I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of affection, like, love being thrown around in this game. Um, is it weird for me to pick that? Because, well, why is the relationship between Jade and Kotal Khan so important? 
Why after someone... <sighs> Shit. Why after what happens to Johnny Cage does... His later interactions imply more meaningful if they have yet to happen in, in the previous timeline. Like, why is that love still there? As well as when, um... You know, Katana and Liu Kang have their moment. I feel like that should have been the only moment. The only moment in the story should have been Liu Kang and Katana's. But there was quite a few, and I know I'm missing some, but it was, like, really weird. I was like, this is a game about ripping heads off, right? Like, what's up with that? Um, I enjoyed that the Cage family is not the star anymore. They should not have been to begin with. But I enjoy that. Uh, what else was Story-wise, hmm, I think that's all for story. Because you know, I'm not gonna spoil. It was really good. I'm nitpicking here, but just really quick, I'm nitpicking. But it was very clear, very well crafted, and it put it in what my mind is. It put a nice period stamp on the entire series as a whole. I don't know what they can do. In fact, the achievement I got when completion on on completion was what next. Like, what's next? And it's like, ah, they don't have nothing. This is it. And I hope it is. Because I don't mind waiting another 10 years if another Mortal Kombat has to come out in 10 years. I don't mind that. Now, the Towers of Time. Um... Again, something I've talked heavily upon in the previous, but not here. So, the reason I'm not gonna is because the Towers of Time were were great to begin with, because I just was just a, I was just hogging the game, yo. But you know, a couple days later, I realized I don't check back on those towers anymore because. I've, well, maybe, like, this is a me thing, but I've been trying to professionally get into more, the Mortal Kombat scene, and I'm not focused on cosmetics, I'm not focused on all this grind, I'm focused on my skills, and now that I have everything for my main character, I don't care about the rest, and I don't touch it, so it's like, mm, would a casual player care about those things, and if you do, like, collecting everything, alright, that's the Towers of Time, totally will help you. They've eased it tremendously. I remember the towers being a little bit more accomplishing. I think that's also what made me stop, that they nerfed the towers. I was like, uh... But I was fine with the difficulty before. I hated it, yeah, but it was fucking rewarding to win. Um, you're never low on currencies anymore. It's impossible. I think the only thing you're still finding difficulty with is hearts. But even then, it's like, mm, I think I'm doing pretty good. So... You know, Towers of Time, they're there if you want to, but, if, like, if you're a casual and you want to just have fun, I think that's what you should do. I think that's what matters. However, if you're a pro competitor, you've most likely already got this game, and you're just practicing now. You don't care about the unlocks, you're practicing. Now, Classic Towers. Those are always my favorite. I love seeing the non-canonical endings for these games Mortal Kombat and <sighs> most of these just wrapped up so beautifully again it, it, a really nice homage to just Mortal Kombat as a whole and it was very very beautiful um 
there was some controversy with Jackson Briggs's ending. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's a video game, A. Nobody's gonna take it super duper serious unless you're stupid. And C, why does it bother you? Are you racist? And for those who don't know, what I'm talking about is Jackson Briggs' ending in Mortal Kombat 11, where he ends up preventing slavery. They were never enslaved, his race. Now, great. And even in the arcade, it says that the world is better off for it. Not just them, not just Africa, not just them, but the world. So, you know, like, how are you mad at a fake city, a fake, a fake universe prospering? How are you mad at that? Like, fucking racist, you're so racist, virtual reality can't have enjoyment, whatever, I guess. Classic just tower is just always great to get the, the non-canonical endings, you know. It gives the game its longevity if you don't have your friends to play with, so that's a big plus. Um, online ranked matches, online casual matches. Now, I see people complaining about the netcode. I'm not really certain you can. Maybe your connection is just weak, to be honest, because I have yet to run into an issue. I think I've run into one bad ranked online match, and that's because I couldn't deny the, the thing quick enough. I fucked up. I think I just pressed A to accept it really quick. But you can deny people who have a, a below average ping rating. So I don't see the, the annoyance of it. Now when it comes to casual, I've run into a lot of people exploiting glitches. Um, not terrible ones, but it's like, wait, I did this. Wait, no, I did that. Like, well, what's happening? Like, stuff like that, where that a move should have landed, but it phased through them somehow. I don't know. Maybe it's something they know, maybe it's something I don't know. But that's a thing. Um, King of the Hill, great fighting mode. It's great to to get into the to the game because you know you're putting yourself through the gauntlet. It's also great because the community, the community in Mortal Kombat is just so friendly. They're assholes, but they're the friendliest ones you'll meet. And it's always nice to hop into a lobby and just talk some shit and have it thrown back at you, and you're both just in a locked match waiting for your turns, and then. When it happens, when it's yours, you know, you settle your beef or whatever, and it's always funny. So I just love that. The community is very great. Um, the Crypt, wow, yo. The Crypt is the best thing to ever happen to anyone. Because this this Crypt, this time, is nothing but Easter eggs to, to, to Mortal Kombat stuff. And, oh my god, everything is just just perfect you if you're a mortal kombat head like i am you you would have cried i'm not saying i cried but you could (laughs) um it's not a grind anymore so that's taken out you know so just remember that it's fun it's very fun now graphically this game is impressive uh no frame rate dips optimization is great Everything just runs buttery smooth. Granted, I'm playing on an Xbox, but I've seen gameplay for both console of PS4 and PC, and it's pretty great. So I don't know, you know, just uh, great. They, they they knocked it out the park. Ah, what did I do? <laughs> you thought saying like, nah, yeah, I fucked up. But anyway, great, great game. They have this advanced tutorial system as well. 
uh, one of the best, better ones that I've seen ever, because it can take you from noob to pro real quick if you follow these steps. So you should definitely give it a shot if you want to be the best at the barbecue, the best at the party, you know, whatever the fuck happens. Or if you just want to defend yourself if somebody talks some shit. So, definitely get through those tutorials. Now, with all that in, out the way, all the controversy, I, I mean, all the topics out the way, I want to step into the controversial side of things. Apparently, the game is just not sexy enough. The women aren't sexually represented enough. And this is a very big pickle. If they did represent these women sexually in the way we wanted them to, I can definitely see it going the route of, oh, how come you guys don't grow up and make them look more realistic and more more majestic, more, you know, tactical, more reasonable, more more proportionate, more, re- more lifelike, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, if I do that, then these horny assholes are going to get mad that there's no tits. And then it's like, uh, then you piss off those fans. Then there are fans of that. Dead or Alive 6 is proof. Then would you rather take the, the media side of, well, be more respectful of women? Or would, or would, you, or would you have the media say they prefer to cater to horny bastards? I think we all know which one they chose. I don't mind it. They look like women. But, I mean, I can see why it bothers some people. But at the same time, it's like, bro, go get a girl, go outside, get some drinks, have a life. It's always wrong with you. And that's my thing. Is Mortal Kombat is Mortal Kombat. You should know what you're getting by now. I recommend it fully for the pro-competitive scene. If you know that you're just gonna play the story mode and then kind of play it here and there because it's a fighting game, maybe you should wait for it to be on sale. Other than that, I fully recommend $60 is perfect. This game just met everything on my expectations. The fatalities are brutal, the brutalities are classic, the quitalities are funny. Everything is just beautiful. Now, Borderlands 3 gameplay trailer went down for that and a lot of new stuff a lot of very beautiful range of colors and there's worlds that are separate it just looks beautiful you have a new you have a new way of getting around and it's the funniest thing yo it looks like the it from mr garrison from south park that's exactly what it looks like it looks fucking hilarious yo i was like wow they should definitely have a mod where this is what's happening because that's exactly what it looks like. There's a bunch of new characters with their new abilities, obviously. Mozzie, the soldier. Amara, the siren. Zane, the assassin. And Flack, the newest one, the beast master. That one stroked my interest extremely well because he can, um, he can have three pets and those are being a skag, a spider ant, and a new monster I haven't seen before. It looks like a werewolf arm. Or like, it looks really cool though. And it's like, wow, I have a pet. There's a lot of cool shit too. Like, Mozzie, the soldier has a fully usable, um, mech suit. Like a big robot that you and a teammate can be on. That shit is dope. And... Amara has, you know, basically shadow clone jutsu. Her clones can fire at enemies as well as you, so it's like double damage, and it's like, wow, that's fucking dope. 
and you know the assassin all his little whew, all his usual you know assassin abilities you know he's got a holographic decoy you know, and this one's kind of weird though like it looks like a small drone following him and then you know you got your Beastmaster. Everything looks fine. Everything looks great. It looks very Borderlands, and I am really looking forward to it. it comes out September, around my birthday. So, if y'all want to support me in any way, shape, or form, you know, Borderlands 3 right there. <laughs> what else? Ghost Recon Breakpoint was announced. Ah, I remember this trailer. I was excited for it right away, and then I heard everybody else shit on it, and I was like, God damn it! Now I gotta fucking have reserved judgment i forget that i have to be not biased but ghost recon breakpoint breakpoint still looks kind of interesting because i remember when wildlands was announced and i loved the concept of wildlands and when it dropped it just kind of you know fell apart but and i dropped it after like clearing the first section basically of the game or like the first little island or whatever and it was just a lot of the same so Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Breakpoint being a sequel to this makes it kind of scary, but also very cool at the same time. It takes place on a fictional island where there's, for whatever reason, all four seasons on it. You know, volcanoes, snow, desert, and grass. Don't know how. And, um, there's a couple things. <laughs> there was a moment where the gameplay showed somebody being almost discovered by the enemy or whatever, and then... But he's like, yo, you gotta, gotta, gotta get me covered. Go to camo. Oh no. And then, and then the guy's like, all right, fine. Activating camo. I'm like, yo, bet some future cool shit is happening. I'm like, what the fuck? This could be amazing. Cause I loved the advanced warfare series for Call of Duty. I just don't know why people hated on it, but I loved all the fancy stuff that you got to do. It was a game to me. And, and here I was like, oh shit, he's about to go invisible. This is about to be a dope ass game. It's going to have crazy abilities for some weird reason, but nope, this fucking guy activated camo by rubbing mud on himself. I was like, get the fuck out of here. People were rocking, walking right next to him. I was like, get the fuck out of here. No way. No fucking way. And then. I was just so tight because he, he got saved because he covered himself in mud. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Anyway. <laughs> there was that. Um, I'll give this. It did have, uh, like, it looked very colorful. Not super, super. Like, it, won't, it wasn't a Sunset Overdrive. But it was serviceable. It was a good one. Um, the drone from the first one is back. It looks like it still does some the same thing. Also with the new ability. That, I want to I know the tree there. Um, the stealth takedowns looked worth it. They looked like it would make me want to play stealth, even though I don't usually. They looked very gritty, very brutal, very, you know, very like, oh, damn, he really just did that. Um, there's crazy enemy robots uh, that, like, for some reason, the machines are attacking. <laughs> or, like, you know, the technology is turned against us because the villain is turning that against us. I was like, get the fuck? What? what, what? All right, I'm interested. You know, um... Now you can carry your down teammate away from fire. Like, that's kind of cool, I guess. Because, you know, you could just run off with him or whatever. I don't know. It, it looks like it could be cool. Um, let's see what else. <laughs> the AI looked like it, it improved a lot. It looked like it could be a thing. So there's, there's that, man. 
grocery count break point. I am very interested. The, the nutty part. This comes out October 4th. That's so soon, yo. That's right around the corner. Ridiculous. And I wanted to bring, I wanted to shed some light on, you know, two two Ubisoft games that have murdered it since the day they came out, and I knew they would. I knew, I knew the, I knew it, yo. I fucking knew it. And Brandon is always right. Brad Lazarus has not been wrong on a game since, it's because he just knows what's hot. And Rainbow Six Siege released December 1st, 2015. And it's still being supported up to this date, which is now May 27th, 2019. That's four years of support. That's a live service game, yo. That's a beautiful live service game. Since then, many operators have been released, many new maps, many new nuances to the game, gadgets, and all this pizzazz of your skins and your charms and your camos, your helmets, your body, all of it just great. And they did it in such a way that it was like, why couldn't anybody else think of this? It's really, really well, and I'm, I love Siege for it. I love Siege for setting the bar on what a live service game should look like, because Ubisoft needed a dub when it came out, and they got it. They got it over time. It was really worth it. I still play Siege to this day. It's amazing. And now, the other one, For Honor, came out February 14th, 2017. Still supported up to May 27th, 2019. I know it's only been two years, but you can bet they're going for a siege model. They're going, they're going for those that distance. They want, they want it, and I hope they get it because For Honor as a fighting game would be insane. The parries and blocks and cheese would be just crowd-inducing fun, and I, I would love to see that on an Evo level. Especially since I went back to it, right? And yo, I got my ass whooped. I have to spend way more time on it than I thought. I thought I was gonna go back, you know. My Nobushi still lit. What are you talking about? I still fuck with it. Nope. I got thrashed, yo. Ironically, by Nobushi. There was a couple wardens here and there, but it was like, bro, come on. This is ridiculous. I didn't take one dub that day. But I was like, alright, bet. I'm coming back. It was just really well, you know. It was a lot of good things. Um, and I've run through everything. No, <laughs> this was 22 minutes. The last one was an hour of just unnecessary speaking. Look, this is all pretty good. 20 minutes. Um, I want to apologize for taking so long. Things are things got hot and heavy around here. But as life it goes on, we do too. Thank everybody for listening. It's been Brad Lazarus, the gaming with Brad Lazarus. I really appreciate it. I love y'all. Thank you. Bye.